one big idea for a marketing campaign can change your life forever. One mm-hmm. big idea can grow your business, can acquire new customers for months and months and months. And so it's worth it to put in the time to develop the idea. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. marketing. We're going to get some a deep truth today. I got my man Todd Brown on with us today. Todd, thanks for being here, man. So excited, dude, to be here with you, man. Total honor, man. <laughs> dude, you know, it's one of these things where I, I knew you were great. I, you know, we've seen each other at a couple events, hit it off immediately. We have a lot in common, including like near-death stories. <laughs> <laughs> but to sit in a room couple of months ago in Orlando while you presented this E5, which you're calling your life's work, was just a whole nother level, a great way to really dive into your world. And I appreciate you having me out there. Oh, dude, it was my pleasure. I'm so glad that you could be there. And yeah, it was a pivotal moment for me, man. Even after, you know, 15 years in this wacky world of direct response marketing, it was one of the highlights to have folks like you in that room listening to that whole methodology. Yeah, it was it was a pretty high level room. I got to say, I was looking around like, wow, you know, Andre Chaperone and <laughs> Jack Bourne, and you know, uh, just the high level folks, and all just sitting glued to their seats, man, for two days straight with you at the front of the room. And so, so much you taught that we could cover today. But I'm gonna just let people know I'm gonna I've chosen to focus on big ideas, and because I think you're the best at this, Todd. And, you know, big ideas, I've been teaching copywriting for, you know, almost 10 years. I've been a copywriter for, you know, 15 years. And big ideas is one of those sort of elusive concepts, right? And I really think you're the first person to come along and define exactly what it is and teach all the critical elements that make a big idea a big idea. Well, I, I so appreciate that, dude, but I really got to give credit, man, where, where credit is due. And it was Mark Ford, you know, or many of your listeners might know Mark as uh, Michael Masterson, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, best-selling author, so many great books, the guy behind Agora and so many other multi-million dollar companies. He was the one that really first introduced me to the enormous power and value mm-hmm. of the big idea. I just happened to really fall in love with it and then go on this like six year journey, learning, mastering, dissecting every big money promotion that I could get my hands on to really just see some commonalities in there, man. But I do appreciate the compliment and I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's that six years of work. I I would venture to say, and and Mark is one of, you know, my gurus too. Like I just, every time I'm near that guy, I go, man, I hope I can be him someday. Mm, <laughs> and yeah, not many people too. are going to get to do that. And I love what you said that, and I relate to this because I've had this unbelievable fortune with John Carlton where he became a, a friend and a mentor, right? And yeah. you said a great thing. You said, for whatever, for whatever reason, I just make Mark laugh. 
Mm. And because I make him laugh, he'll tell me anything I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. There's a secret there, right? That we yeah. should probably ponder. I mean, you're certainly a pro at that, man. But absolutely. And I think, yeah, man, I just, you know, look, I, I, I look at it this way, dude. No matter, you know, we, we all have our heroes and there are some tremendous giants in, in every industry, but everybody puts their pants on the same way in the morning, man. And yeah. so I think, I think a lot of folks just appreciate when you, you treat them not like a, a fanboy or fangirl, but you just treat them like, you know, one of the boys. Yeah. Bond on the other stuff, the real life stuff. Absolutely. The business just becomes another conversation. But you said it was Mark. And could you tell that story real quick when you asked him what, what was the difference with Agora becoming, how did they become a billion dollar company? Yeah. So, you know, I, I used to go with uh, my buddy, Rich Sheffrin to this local cigar bar in downtown Delray Beach, Florida. And like this cigar bar, for whatever reason, was just an insane hotspot for copywriters and entrepreneurs, online marketers. I think it, it was because there were a lot of Agora divisions, a lot of direct response publishing companies right around this one cigar bar. And and so we used to go there all the time and Mark used to write his weekly essays from there. He used to work on his books there and there used to be tons of meetings. It was just so great, man. It like so, so, so great. And so one day I really, I, I asked Mark, I just said like, what has been responsible for Agora's, you know, meteoric rise? I mean, today Agora, a, a direct response publishing company is somewhere in the $800,000 a year mark. So you're talking, you know, they're, they're getting close to a billion dollar a year company if they're, if they're not there already. Mm. And they were a fairly small publishing company at one point many moons ago. And so I asked Mark, I said, what, what's been chiefly responsible? And I've got to admit, man, I thought, Kevin, that he was going to say it, it's our budget. Like it's the amount of traffic we get or it's our list size. Or I certainly thought he was going to say it's our copywriting. But that's not what he said. What he said to me was, he said, Todd, he said, early on, we realized that we're really in the idea business. We're in the business of developing, arresting, interesting, and compelling ideas. And when you really think about it, Kevin, right, it's, it's, it applies to every single thing that we do as entrepreneurs and marketers, whether it be certainly a, a blog post or essay or YouTube video, but certainly every marketing campaign, every email campaign, email sequence, every email that you send out has an idea behind it. I'm not talking about a headline. I'm talking about the idea behind the headline, the idea behind the subject line. And there are, you know, ideas that are just plain vanilla, run of the mill, ordinary ideas that roll off the back of prospects are ignored. And then there are big ideas, ideas that are both logically or intellectually and emotionally compelling that give you this aha moment, that give you this feeling of discovery, that make you say, wow, why haven't I heard more about this before? Wow, I want to know more about this. And what Mark really opened my eyes to was that that is much much more important, much more critical than the words that you use throughout your campaign, the, you know, how you wordsmith your, your headline. It all begins with a big idea. Mm, 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. And you tell another great story where they challenged you to find the 18 things that they're not doing in their marketing that they should be doing, right? Yeah. And you said it was pretty easy for you. You just went through their funnels and you were like, oh, they could, you know, add a little, an upsell option here and, and all these kind of obvious things. But point that was really made an impact on me was like, it kind of doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's great that they can optimize in these little ways, but because they focused on ideas, that's why they're so huge and so successful. Absolutely, man. Like, you know, it's, it's that whole principle of, you know, focusing on the things that scream, not the things that whisper. And mm -hmm. I think within the kind of the online marketing world, there's so much emphasis put on these, you know, whiz bang plugins or software or a little like changing the button color or changing the button from square to, to, to oval to, you know, <laughs> With, a, with this border, that border. And the reality is that Agora doesn't focus on any of that stuff. In fact, you know, if you really look at what Agora does in terms of their marketing and their marketing campaigns, and you compare it to the typical, you know, fairly successful online marketer, you would think that Agora is way behind in, in the times. And I guess you could say they, they really are. But they focus on the things that scream. And those are the things that make the big money. Specifically, they do focus on the ideas and then they focus on the marketing argument, right? The marketing message where they provide a rock solid, airtight, logical and emotional argument to prove their point. And the point that they're proving leads you to want the product before they ever even offer it. And so, yeah, man, I, I really... Uh, you know, over the years, I've really just come to see more and more that it's not even like the 80-20. It's not even the 80-20 the, the Pareto principle. It's more like 95-5 where, you know, like the, 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 the idea, the marketing argument that can make or break your campaign. Everything else is just a bonus, man. Yeah. And what I love is that that's all the, the, chit, the chit chat and all the little arguments and petty squibbles that you see like in Facebook groups and stuff are, are always about the small stuff, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. it, and I, I always just laugh and go, man, you just don't, it's <laughs> such a pointless argument, right? If yeah. you don't hear people really dissecting big ideas the, the way they should. And so Todd, if I have a lot of copywriters listening to this, this. If I'm a copywriter and I want to, you know, make my mark in the world, I got to be focusing. I should be spending, forget, you know, handwriting sales letters is great, but be focused on what was the big idea and how was it, how did it unfold in this letter, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and, and I think you're so right, dude. You know, like I look back and, you know, despite, you know, and I'm so, I'm, I'm so blessed and fortunate, man, to, to get all kinds of amazing compliments and, and praise and whatnot. But the funny thing, dude, is that, right, I'm, I'm just this dude from New Jersey, man, mm -hmm. who happened to find something that he's passionate about and, and dedicate a tremendous amount of time as a student to learning what's what's really working. I say that because I remember when I used to get caught up in all the small stuff, all the little stuff. And I think that, you know, there's a couple things, man. Number one, it's it's easy to folk, it's easy to install a plugin. It's easy to think that if you change button color, right? Like it's easy to do that. Mm -hmm. It's also easy to teach and easy to sell. Right. So there are certain things that are are really difficult to get people excited about. 
the big idea in terms of the work and effort that has to go into it, that's, that's not an e easy thing to get people excited about. In, in fact, kind of funny, dude, you know, very early on, a couple people told me like, there's no way, Todd, that you're going to be able to quote unquote market and sell people on wanting to learn how to develop big ideas. Yeah. And I just felt like I was like, I'm not going to teach marketing if I can't teach what it is that I know works and what it is that I believe in. And so I'm going for it, but you're right. You know, it, the, the thing is that coming up with big ideas takes thinking time. It takes research. It takes diving in and really understanding what your market has heard before, what they haven't heard, what they've, what they've been presented with and what they haven't been presented with, how competitors have positioned their messages and how competitors haven't positioned, positioned their messages. And so it takes work. But when you come up with a big idea, one big idea, literally one big idea for a marketing campaign can, can change your life forever. One mm -hmm. big idea can grow your business, can acquire new customers for months and months and months. And so it's worth it to put in the time to develop the idea. That's right, man. And that's the difference. It's the people who are willing to put in that time or people who just want to, you know, skim around the surface and feel like an expert because they, they know a couple of the terms. Yeah. It's the difference, you know, and I like that too. Like you're not Mr. Social Media you're pretty hard to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah. And I love that about you because you know why? I know what you're doing, man. I know you're in the trenches with this stuff, right? You, yeah. You're you're inside deep with this in running test. I mean, the results you showed during the the camp were uh I, I just love when somebody can say, Here's what I've found and here are the exact numbers that prove, you know, and you show like I was wrong three times and then we struck on it and now we've been optimizing. So that's the proof that this is really working. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, you know, like at the end of the day, dude, in, in certainly online, man, like you, you can't be an, an expert in all things. Right. Yeah. And, and so you can't even try to be, or you shouldn't try to be an expert in all things. You, you focus on the things that scream, focus on the things like that can, can radically increase your results. Like I, I remember, dude, another time at that same cigar bar, it was me, Rich and Mark sitting at, at a little round table. Mark was again on his little laptop working away on on an essay, you know, face down, had his like reading glasses on, whatever, working away. Rich and I were off to the side and we were talking about various tests and things that folks are testing and talking about that, that increase conversions. And no joke, Mark looked up, took off his reading glasses and laughed and said, those, those things that you guys are talking, we were talking about the things like button color and background color and font and font size and all these things. Mark was like, you know, look, none of those things have the potential to double your conversions. Mm. But something like the idea can. Something mm. like the offer can. Right? It's why I've said before that, and I'm a huge fan of, of like copy. I probably, in terms of the areas of marketing that I've, I've studied, I've studied more about copy than any other area. Mm -hmm. And so I love it. But with that being said, I don't think I have ever gone back into a, a long form sales letter, short form sales letter, VSL script and edited the first sentence of the third paragraph on the fourth page. <laughs> 
Right. Right. Because that ain't, that's not like it's, I'm going to go back in. I'm going to look at the idea. I'm going to look at the lead, right? Mm -hmm. Which again comes right from Mark. I'm going to look at the first 350 to 800 words. And is it setting the hook and is it providing the proof necessary? And then I'm going to go and I'm going to look at the offer. And the reality is right that, you know, like just looking at, let's say for example, the offer, that's, that's one of those things that scream, don't Mm -hmm. whisper because you could change the offer and you could double your conversions. You could triple your conversions. You could change the offer and you could slap your conversions in half but tinkering with the stuff in the middle the little stuff that's not that's not where it's at just like tinkering with your button color sure it can increase your conversions by a percent by two percent by maybe three percent but when it comes to doubling conversions that's not where the focus should be right yeah i love it all right so let's do some teaching todd because people can already hear you're fired up about this stuff and i just loved watching you in the front of that room you had the projector on the screen you just kept walking up to the screen and like kind of like <laughs> grabbing at the words <laughs> it's like he just wants to he just wants to throw it at people you know, I, I, I love it dude. so now, I hope I'm not giving away too much because, again, I'm privileged to have been through this with you. I've got my giant binder right here in front of me. And I want to wanna... give it away, man. Okay, give brother. it away, dude. I know you're generous, man. So I figured you'd be cool with this. Let's talk about the formula for big ideas, okay? So grab your pencils, everybody, because on this show, I like to go deep. And if someone like Todd is generous enough to give it to us, I'm going to. I'm going to extract it out of them. (laughs) So this is one where you really want to be taking notes if possible. So let's talk about, and tell me if I'm jumping ahead, Todd, but yeah, I want to get into E-C-P-P-U-M-I-I. You got it. That's your formula for the big idea and, and tell us what we need to know before we can put that formula into context. Yeah, so let's just go back for one second and, and reiterate that when we're talking about the big idea, we're not talking about the big idea for your product. We're not talking about coming up with an, a new, innovative, whiz-bang product. We're talking about the idea behind your marketing message, the idea that is going to grab your prospect's attention and create that engagement. And so behind every headline is an idea. Remember, the headline is just the vehicle to express and communicate the idea. If you have an ordinary idea, you will see or or your prospects will experience what I refer to as mental opt-out. That's when they come to your, the first page of your, of your marketing campaign and they say, oh, that. I've heard that. I've seen that, right? So-and-so has a video about that. There's a book on that. There's an article on that. And then they bounce. Mm -hmm. And so in order to prevent that, you need to have a big idea. So what is a big idea before we get into the, the formula? So a big idea is an idea first and foremost that is new unique and different. It's an idea that your prospects have not been exposed to before. So it's something new. It's something different. There's an element or an aspect of it that feels fresh and timely, meaning that it applies to something that's either going on right now or something that is about to go on. And it is an idea that is immediately understandable. It's it's something that your prospects can get right away. They don't have to read any more copy. They don't have to listen to any more of your video sales letter. They, they get it right away. Now, every big idea is made up of one idea. 
meaning it's not a, a combination of ideas. And we can get into in, 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 in a little bit, Kevin, if you want some kind of examples of this, but it's yeah. one clear idea. Now, the formula is this, that every big idea is really kind of made up of two key components. The first component is in that formula, the EC is that every big idea is emotionally compelling. It stirs your prospect emotionally. It gets them excited emotionally. It builds hope within them. Hope for what? Hope for the results that they're looking to experience. And in order for a big idea to be emotionally compelling, it needs two components. One is it needs what's called the primary promise, right? That's the PP in the formula. The primary promise is the main promise of transformation, the main promise of change, the main promise of result that you are, you're communicating to your prospects. It's that, right? It's how close is what you're promising your prospect can experience to what it is that they would ultimately ask for if they could ask for anything. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be big, to be bold, to be audacious, but at the same time, we need that promise to be believable and true. The, the next part is one of the most essential parts. It's one of my favorite parts. It's one of the most valuable lessons in addition to the big idea that I ever learned. And that is that the primary promise is delivered, is given to prospects with what's called a unique mechanism. Mm -hmm. And a unique mechanism is just the unique piece, part, component, process, aspect, system, whatever, of your product or service that delivers the result, that delivers the promise. It's the unique combination of nutrients in your, in your supplement. It's the unique algorithm behind your software. It's the unique recipe in your birthday cakes, right? It's the unique bodywork method that you use in your massage practice that eliminates your, your client's pain. So it's the unique piece, part, component, process, aspect, or system within your product or service that delivers on the promise. Now, the reason why this is incredibly important and why you have to have the promise and the unique mechanism is because the unique mechanism is what gives prospects hope. It gives them hope that maybe now, this time, with your product, because there's something new, unique, and different in there, something that they haven't tried before, something they haven't experienced before, something they haven't been offered before, that because of that, maybe now they can experience the results. Maybe the reason why they've struggled in the past, why success has eluded them, whatever success means for them, is because everything else they've tried and done didn't have this unique mechanism. So when you combine mm-hmm. this primary promise, this big, bold, audacious, true and believable promise with a unique mechanism that actually fulfills on that promise, you have an emotionally compelling idea, an idea that stirs them and gets them excited. The second kind of component to the big idea is the II piece in the formula, which is that it is intellectually interesting. And what I mean by that is that it's something that your prospect is intellectually interested in hearing more about. It's really the part of the idea that gives your prospects that aha, like that it feels like it's a, it's a news item. It gives them this feeling like they've just discovered something worthy of 
of news. It's something that they would be interested in, in reading more about or hearing more about or, or, or seeing more about, even if there was no primary promise and unique mechanism. Even if there wasn't the emotionally compelling part, they would still be intellectually interested. Mm. And when you have those two pieces, the emotionally compelling aspect and the intellectually interesting aspect, you've got really the foundation of persuasion, like real persuasion, not slick salesman's trick, but you know what Aristotle taught years ago, where you're speaking to your prospects head and their heart, right? You're speaking to mm -hmm. their head and their heart. And so that's the formula. And that's really kind of the, the basic, the foundations of the big idea. Wow, man. And I'll tell you why this is so compelling to me, because I actually stumbled upon this sort of accidentally. And maybe this will give a little bit more context as, as an example. When I created what I now call the 60-second sales hook, it started out as just I needed a freebie, right? A, a little special report. And I thought, oh, I'll take a joke formula and I'll turn it into a sales hook formula, right? And I came up with this, these four parts, identity, struggle, discovery, surprise, and then change surprise to result, right? And it's simple little 50 page book totally changed my life, my business, my future be, simply because it, it, the unique mechanism of, of those four parts did everything you've just described. And again, I didn't have, I wasn't, now people can, can actually follow your formula and make sure they're doing this. I just got damn lucky and, and sort of stumbled upon it. But it had that primary promise of you're going to actually be able to tell your story in a way that's emotionally intriguing, intellectually interesting, and creates a bond with your best prospects, right? Yeah. And the unique mechanism was the formula. And I've been teaching freelancers this for years to say, when you create a lead magnet, or anybody that creates a lead magnet, put a mechanism in there and try to make it so actionable that people could turn it into you as homework and want your feedback on it. Cause that's what people did with my formula. Right. And so that's an, an example of a unique mechanism and a big idea. Just the simple thing that the big idea is I took a joke formula and I turned it into a sales hook formula and people go, all right, I've heard jokes. I've told jokes. I bet I can do this. Right. Mm. And, and then they did it and it was revolutionary. I think it ticks off all your boxes. Yeah, I, I think, man, I love it. I love hearing that. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting, dude, because there's so, there's so much that I, that I, that I want to share. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spew this out for everybody. So there's a couple things. One, I love the unique mechanism. It's one of those, like, in every single marketing campaign that I create, there's always a unique mechanism. Now, let me say this very quickly. Even for those folks that don't think there's anything kind of unique or special about their product or service, mm -hmm. they, there's absolutely a unique mechanism in there. There are three different types of unique mechanisms and two of the types of unique mechanisms are really just marketing inventions, right? Like, let me say it like it is, right? Like mm -hmm. the, you know, they're just marketing inventions. And so the beauty is that when you, when you understand the unique mechanism, the, the beauty, Kevin, is that, right? Like you're never selling a commodity. You're never marketing a commodity, right? And what yeah. I mean by that is that like, it's there, you know, the reason why I really started to, to, to dive into this unique mechanism many, moon, many moons ago was, again, to credit, give credit where credit's due, Mark shared something uh, about the value of systems. And he talked about the value of taking what it is that you are teaching, and instead of teaching general steps, 
teach a system. Bring it under the umbrella of a system. Give it a, a name, right? Give it a proprietary title. Yeah. Develop it into a system. And when you do that, right, when you do that, what you're essentially doing is you are creating demand. When you talk about that system and you talk about why it's effective and you talk about why it works and you talk about how it works and you, you, you prove it and, uh, and whatnot, you eliminate every other option. Because instead of, for example, teaching you know, the five steps to getting set up with Facebook advertising, um, you're teaching your Facebook advertising system. You're giving uh, examples of benefits and results from the system. And the beauty of that is that prospects can't press pause on your VSL, go over to Google and search on your system to get more information because the only place that they could get more information on your system is with you, through you. But when a marketer educates, and this is one of those big problems or big mistakes that a lot of marketers and copywriters make when creating campaigns is they create this message that's designed to build desirability really around the commodity, mm -hmm. around how to do Facebook advertising or why you should be doing webinars. And then they spend a whole bunch of time, you know, convincing prospects of why webinars are the way to go and why they're the, the most efficient, the most effective, yada, yada, yada. And all they're doing is creating what I call a marketing Google slap trigger. And that's where somebody says, hmm, you know what? He's right or she's right. Webinars are the way to go. Pause, Google how to do a webinar. Right. And now I have so many different choices or the example that I recently gave was it's like the 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 entrepreneur who is marketing a supplement for lowering blood pressure. And it's all about magnesium. And they, they, they talk about the value of magnesium and how you've got a magnesium deficiency and what happens when you do and, and what happens when you take magnesium. And all they're doing is marketing the commodity. All they're doing is creating the opportunity for the prospect to go, she's right, I need magnesium, pause, Google, magnesium, boom. Now I have the world of options mm -hmm. open to me. When you market a unique mechanism, and, and I want to come back to what I just said, market, not sell, market a unique mechanism, you create demand for your product and only your product or service. Now, really quick, Kevin, the reason why I said market is because, and we talked about this when we were in Orlando, that there's a huge difference between marketing and selling. Most marketers, most entrepreneurs uh, online especially have kind of confused the two. They conflate the two. They think that marketing and selling are the same activity, but they're not. Marketing and selling are two completely acti different activities with two completely different objectives, right? And like Peter Drucker said, the aim of marketing is to make selling superfluous, to make it unnecessary, to make it a simple, natural extension, right? When marketing is done correctly, especially when you are using a big idea and a unique mechanism, what you're doing is you are creating demand for your product or service before you ever even mention the product or service. And the beauty is, is that you're able to do it through education. You're able to do it through valuable education, right? Because if you have, you have a, a system for writing copy, not, a, not, a way to, not five ways to improve their headlines, not five ways to write a good headline, but right. you have a, a system 
for hooking prospects and, and whatnot. Now you have the ability to teach on that system and, and, and explain why that system is, is so effective and how it works and the shortcomings of every other approach to copy. And by the end of your marketing portion, by the end of that education, prospects are going to be like, man, I get it. I see it. I want that system. And the only place they could get that system is from you. Mm. Fantastic. So huge. So take that note. Never market the commodity. Otherwise, I love what you call it, Todd. Pause Google. Yeah, the marketing. It's a marketing Google slap trigger, right? It's this like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, thanks. And they, right. It's, it's this, hey, thanks for opening my eyes to why I need more COQ10. Pause Google. (laughs) And and now I've got, right, you know, 506 options. Yeah. And they'll never find you again. They'll never even remember that you're the one who told them about it. Yeah. But if you have a unique mechanism, so you, you give it a name, that's just why, you know, in supplement marketing in supplement companies are putting together unique combinations of ingredients Mm -hmm. to create a proprietary compound that it can only work. So again, they're searching that, then they can only lead them back to that, that product originator. Exactly. And that's what you want to do, right? So like what you just said is so insanely powerful, you know, for your listeners that, that get it right. When you have a supplement and you have a unique combination, a unique formulation in there. Now you have the ability, the opportunity to educate on why that unique formulation is effective and why when you don't use that unique formulation, when you use the typical formula or when you use one-off nutrients, you don't get the same response, right? And when you have the proof to back it up, when you have the evidence, when you have right the reasoning behind why the unique formulation works and is effective, what you're doing is you're not selling the commodity. You're really getting buy-in on your unique formulation. And the only place that they can get it is from you. Yeah. Fantastic. That's I mean, if, if that's our only takeaway, <laughs> that's like the yeah. fifth one, but that is so huge on its own, man. It's just, and again, if you're a copywriter or if you're hiring a copywriter, this is the discussion copywriters and, and their clients, their experts should be talking about. This should be so much of what you focus on creating together. And what, once you've decided the big idea, and like Todd said, this takes work. This is why it could, it could change your life and change your business. And you could cre- you know, create a product that has a great big idea. And then you could market different ideas towards that big idea, you know, different angles, different leads because the big idea is so solid could keep you in revenue for years and years and years and years. Yeah. And you know what, Kevin, for your, for, for the, for the copywriters listening, as you learn more about the big idea and you master it and you get good at it, that in and of itself certainly right now can become a huge differentiator Mm -hmm. for them in terms of getting gigs, right? Where now it's not like, like I was at a mastermind in Connecticut as a guest for, for Brian Kurtz. And There was a copywriter in the room, and one of th- this particular copywriter, he asked for some input, insight on his business, growing his business, and, and getting clients. And one of the very first questions that I asked him was, well, why you? Why should I choose you? Right? Is, if your answer is, well, because I'm better, <laughs> right? Like, you're dead in the water. 
Yeah. Right. And so give me a, like, don't just say that I write copy better, right? Like either tell me you've got a unique methodology, unique approach, or you do something that no other copywriters do. Like you understand how to come up, you write big idea marketing copy, right? And the reason why that's important is element OP. Like, but you know, you also have to have a, a unique mechanism. And so right. the big idea is an opportunity to, you know, and eventually like, look, right, right now, it, you know, in the world of freelance copywriters, just simply saying like, the reason why my copy works is because it's always based on a big idea because of my intimate knowledge and understanding of the marketplace. So unlike other copywriters that just understand the basics of writing copy, I understand how to first and foremost discover a big idea that gets the market's attention and then drives them to, to want your, your product or service. Eventually over time, if ever, you know, lots of copywriters are claiming that they can write the big idea, then you're, you're, it, for you, it needs to evolve. Then you develop a unique methodology for coming up with the big idea. So while everybody else is just like, hey, I got a big idea. Now that became the commodity. Now you position yourself uniquely because you have a different way to come up with a big idea that nobody else does. And so there's always ways to make this work. That's, that's, that's a brilliant example. And here's the thing about big ideas. It ain't going away. Yeah. This is not a trend. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the great overlooked essentials of what makes any marketing campaign great. And, if, and the other thing that excites me about teaching copywriters to think this way is that if you're a big idea specialist, well, that all the assets that would go into supporting that big idea and driving attention towards that big idea, you could also create for your client as well. That means, that means video, that means social, apart from all the standard things. Like, you know, if, if your specialty is email, that's a, it's okay to start. But a lot of people can write some good email, right? If you are responsible for collaborating with your client to come up with the perfect big idea, validating that big idea, well, then writing all the other stuff is kind of easy and fun because you know what you know the punchline, right? Much easier to write a joke when you know the punchline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's when it's when you start somewhere and you're not sure where the hell. That's when you get lost in the copy. Is like, where's this all really headed? Right. Yeah. And, you, and you might end up throwing away seven drafts because you didn't have your big idea locked in. So, oh boy, this gets me excited. All right. And at, some, at some point, Kevin, wow. You know, it, it's kind of funny just, you know, di diverting the conversation yeah. for one second, man, at some point you and I really should have a serious conversation about, about putting together a program specific for copywriters with the E5 method, because we get asked all the time from from folks do you have a copywriter or copywriters that understand the big idea unique mechanism that understand and use the e5 methodology and we just don't we're not even taking on any any additional clients in our agency and so man there you know as the the as we expose more and more people to why this is so critical, especially when it comes to customer acquisition campaigns, there's going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity out there for your copywriters. Right. Yes, exactly right. And, and that's another thing that got me so excited being at E5 was knowing that you're releasing this now for the first time and this is going to be become part of the language, right? Yep. I mean, rarely and ever so often somebody releases something that I say, oh, this is impossible to ignore. This is not a trend. This is something that only the best marketers are going to adopt 
and use. And my God, they're going to need help from copywriters. Yeah. And it just create. and here's the thing, like this is uh, what I call copywriter porn, right? Copywriters want to obsess, good copywriters want to obsess on the idea. This is the creative part of it. It's yes, you need to do all the research to, to lead yourself to the ability to come up with the big idea. But Todd, we both love the book, A Technique for Producing Ideas. Producing ideas. You gave it away at E5. Yeah. And oh my gosh, just go on and on about, about this. Because it really, it is kind of simple and fun. Once you've done the research and stuff you have to do anyway, this should be your next focus. And, and another friend of ours, Todd, Joe Schriefer, just gave us the great copyboarding training, right? Mm, yeah. And we all love doing the objection part of it, the step two. But it's really critical to remember that if, you're, if your big idea isn't solid, the other four steps in the process really mean nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and two things, Kevin, you know, one is, I, yeah, I think, you know, I don't want to scare anybody with, you know, I, you know, every time you mention the word idea, people think, oh, man, I'm not creative. I can't come up with ideas. I don't really consider myself creative either. And that's why I love that book, A Technique for Producing Ideas. And it's the kind of book that everybody can read in, you know, in one, in one sitting, because yeah. he really shows that coming up with ideas that, you know, creativity, it's really just about seeing connections. That's really all it is. It's about seeing connections where others don't. Yeah. And the way you kind of can develop the skill, it's not a, it's not a talent, at least not this type of creativity. Right. And I say that with quotes. It's really about training yourself by constantly looking for connections between seemingly disconnected things. Right. Not simply going through the world and, and looking at things the way everybody else does, but constantly looking for connections. I've said it before. It's, it's why there are two people that I've met over this crazy journey that I really feel operate on a different level. Their mind works on a, on a different level. One is Jay Abraham and the other one is Rich Sheffern. And the thing that both of those guys have in common is that they see connections naturally where mm -hmm. others don't. So they're able to see like, this is like that. And this is like that. And, and, you know, and I've had these conversations where I've struggled with a big idea, you know, for weeks. And then all of a sudden Rich would say, well, you see how this is like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there it is. <laughs> Just seeing you know, just seeing connections, something to really, you know, yeah. to really think about. The other thing is that you said it's much more enjoyable when you're writing copy that's overcoming objections or that's stating benefits, advantages, or that's stimulating emotions. But the funny thing is that, like you said, it really is so much about the idea. If you look at Stansbury Research, a, a division of Agora, they have under their belt, the most successful financial promotion ever to be published in the world of, of direct response newsletter publishing, the end of America, right? It's, it was, you know, like initially generated some like, I don't even know, 750,000 new paid subscribers to their, to their newsletter. And the funny thing is that it, it was selling a, I think at the time, a $47 a year newsletter. The same newsletter that, have been, that had been sold for years and years prior to that promotion, the same exact newsletter that's been sold for years and years after that promotion. The big difference between everything that was done before and everything that was done after and the End of America promotion was not the copy for overcoming objections, was not the copy about the benefits, but was the idea. Mm. Hey, it's Kev here, and I got something cool just for you. You know, we ask, what's the one thing you've done? 
in your marketing that's produced the most surprising results on the show? And people give really cool answers. Well, I've taken what I consider to be 10 of the best of those answers, and I've assembled them into one convenient download for you. You can get it at truthaboutmarketingshow.com. You know why I chose these 10? Because they're interesting and actionable things that you can listen and go ping, 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 light bulb moment. And take it and put it into your marketing and see results immediately, okay? Go get it, go dig it, go do it. Truthaboutmarketingshow.com. It's free and it's yours. Hope you enjoy it. Todd, man, we could we could go on. I mean, it's, it, we seriously scratch the surface. I wish people could see my screen and all the things I wanted to get to. <laughs> And, and this is how far we got, but we went so deep. And this is what I love about hanging out with you and learning from you, dude. It's just, there's so much, once you get under the hood of this stuff and start looking around and seeing how the parts work together, it's like being under the hood of a classic Chevy or something. You go, ah, it's not that complicated. It becomes a thing of beauty yeah. rather than anything complicated. It just takes a little bit of time, like all the best things. You know, you know what the unfair advantage is in, in, in this world of direct response, everybody? work, little work, little work ethic. And, but you got to be focused on the right stuff. So next time you see people going back and forth and having a heated argument about button color, it's not that that doesn't matter at all. It's that, you know, and I know they're really focused on the wrong stuff. So look, Todd Brown, ultimate respect, but I love the way you teach. I love the stuff you focus on. I know you're in the trenches doing this and getting real results. And I just, think it's awesome that you you're even compelled to teach it because you could easily keep this all to yourself you know you're kind of arming your competition in some ways with the keys to the kingdom here yeah i i man i appreciate that so much dude i think like i said uh at the beginning or even before we we started man um you know i'm blessed i'm just this dude from new jersey like i said who happened to stumble on this thing that i'm so passionate about love it it's a skill that you can learn that anybody can develop if they if they choose to i think you know while i i certainly love making money just as much as the next guy the opportunity to change lives through this method through seeing people you know experience business growth and income growth and freedom and autonomy is what jacks me up and and that's why i'm willing to you know, I, I love sharing this. I, I love sharing it. And so I would love to soon, man, in the near future, spend more time with you, whether it be for your, your membership, you know, for your members, for your podcast, whatever, man. I love talking about this. I love helping people see, you know, have those aha moments, have the light bulbs go off, dude. And so let's make sure that at some point we get through that entire list for you. I love it. Yeah, thank you, man. I know you've offered to come into Copy Chief and do some exclusive trainings yep. and really excited about that. That's going to happen in June. And the big release is coming up in June. And so they can go and get some real cool free stuff and more insights and learn all about what Todd's teaching and releasing with the E5 method. So go to youre5method.com. Of course, the links will be in the show notes. Todd, let's do it again soon, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, dude, man. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I love you, brother, man. Like you said, man, I, 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 something about you, man, that I just, man, I so appreciate, dude. And I, I can't wait to hang out again soon. Likewise. Thanks, brother. Talk soon. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by 
reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com. And I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.